Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Pavilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There was a time when you could go out to lunch and ask somebody at the table, what do you do? And you could be pretty confident you'd understand the answer. These days, things aren't quite so simple. Take, for example, my guests on today's show, Tom Alsup and Will Labar. Will has a pretty straightforward job title. He's the Vice President of Consulting Services at a company here in Lafayette called CGI Federal. For the past 38 years, CGI Federal has worked with government departments as diverse as defense and treasury and everything in between to do well what Will and CGI actually do and that's where it gets a little more complex. What it looks like CGI Federal does is to run the federal government. Will, we're going to get to the bottom of this in just a minute, but, but welcome down to lunch. Uh, Tom Alsop's job description is even more inscrutable. Tom works for a company called Proficient. Proficient is a major American company that trades on the NASDAQ and has offices all around North America and India and China, where they, well, Tom is going to tell us what they do. But first, let us tell you what Tom does. Tom is the company's, and I quote, director of delivery, PMO, and MSO. Tom, welcome out to lunch. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting any clearer here. There, by, by the end of this conversation, we'll have a lot more insight into what's actually going on. Actually, I'm hoping we'll have some insight long before the end of the show. So, Tom... Let's start with you. Can you give us some idea of what Proficient does and what your specific role delivering PMO and MSO is all about? Sure, thank you. Sure. All right, uh, Proficient being a, a digital transformation uh, uh, focused company, uh, we, we specialize in, in IT consulting, helping businesses uh, embrace IT or use their IT functionality and services uh, to the maximum that they, they can get, right? And start to achieve whatever business goal they're looking to So achieve. is that how it starts? They meet with you and tell you what they're trying to do and you figure out a way to use technology and IT to, to get them there? Absolutely, and so uh, we take the approach that, you know, Business drives technology. Technology used to drive business. Okay. Twenty years ago, when I first got into the industry, uh, you know, IT was this black hole where people just threw money in it <laughs> and said, "Do a kind of email, I kind of hit the internet, right?" Right. Uh, and so it's a lot different now. You know, IT uh, serves as a service, and it's always been a service, except uh, it's really meant to drive business now. And business leaders are much more savvy in the how technology can can meet. Uh, whatever goals they have, whether it's improving their their uh, by digitizing the total customer experience, or it could be to meet uh, certain financial goals for expansion or uh, or new lines of business. And if I went into your building, what kind of people are in there? Do they all have a certain kind of uh, oh skill set or educational background or? 
Well, working, working in, in high tech, our technology, certainly a lot of our technical consultants have uh, technology degrees, education, uh, such as uh, computer science or computer engineering or things like that. And you'd still tell a kid to go into that field? Absolutely, right? <laughs> uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, the computer scientists uh, are, uh, are still growing. That's been a growing uh, occupation. Uh, if you look at the at Gartner and you look at uh, different, uh, different measurements from um, uh, other various forms, you'll see that computer scientists are still in the top you know, echelon of paid, right. uh, paid skill sets. Right. They, now, uh, do you have problems finding those people uh, here in this region? Or is it, uh, I guess everybody, uh, finding the right people is always one of the toughest things, but something like, so specific, are you finding problems? Well, they, for example, there are thousands of applications that exist in the world, right? Okay. Uh, and, the, and there's dozens of languages and there's dozens of technologies that per, com comprise these applications. So we typically look and we want to look for skill sets, uh, uh, really if you're talking college graduates, you know, okay. coming out of uh, the, the programs like at ULL. And right. That's one of the reasons we put our domestic delivery center here in Lafayette. Well, now that's, that's quite a statement right there. Right. You must have a lot of confidence in the university. We do, right? And that's the reason that uh, we chose Lafayette, uh, independent of, uh, of, uh, of other locations, uh, because of we, the belief we had in, in their program. And I have to ask you this, because I really don't know what a PMO or an MSO is. <laughs> what is that? Sure, the PMO is the Project Management Office. And, uh, and one of the things that, that separates, uh, not maybe separates, but certainly is important to understand about technology and business uh, is that it's not solely about zeros and ones. That may be the reason Will and I got into technology, <laughs> really? right? You're not binary yeah. kind of guys. You know, we yeah, like we like zeros. We like data. We like or we like technology. That's why we got into it. Uh, Were you that it, way as a kid, by the way? Uh, I, w I was a kind of a redneck as a child, so I, I, like being, <laughs> I like being outside. I still like being outside. No, uh, that's that's tongue in cheek, right? Uh, yep. No, absolutely. I, I like technology, uh, and, and I think I always will. That's certainly why I'm in the industry. Right, you, uh, as, a, as an educator, are not into technology, maybe. Right. You don't necessarily care about the latest bells and whistles of this application. But right. what you do care about is getting the message to your students, or to your, to your faculty, your peers right. better. Well, now, uh, you mentioned the relationship with UL, and I, I think it's important to think about the other side. You're certainly hiring their graduates, but you're also working with them in terms of telling them what it is you need from these graduates. So, in other words, uh, what skills need to be taught to them, right? Absolutely, yeah, we have had uh, various uh, of our technical architects and some of our senior technical uh, consultants actually working with the ULL uh, in feedback on both uh, uh, program changes or uh, just, just various feedback on uh, the graduates that we're seeing coming out of the program. Now I'm trying to think of how you could do technology while staying outdoors. <laughs> that would be that, that big long extension cords, that'd be great. Now Will, pretty much everybody who has had any contact with any branch of the federal government comes away wondering how an organization can be so inefficient. Uh, politicians running for election perennially say they're going to streamline government and run it more like a business. You're apparently already running it like a business. Uh, what is it that you do for government departments that government, in fact, can't do for themselves? Well, so um, that's a great question, Peter. So uh, basically, CGI and the support of the federal government uh, spends a lot of time understanding first the government's mission, right, and how it's trying to serve citizens, right, and help, uh, in my case, I do a lot of work with the EPA, so help protect oh, okay. human health and the environment. Yep. So that's my background, essentially, right? Uh, and so we partner with the federal government in order to figure out ways to digitally transform the way that they are interacting with their regulated industry, right, and the way that they're sharing their the data they collect to make it accessible to the general public. 
right? So you, it's one thing to collect a lot of data, but then you need to make it uh, something that the average citizen can digest and understand, right? So uh, we're in the business of helping uh, receive that data for EPA, right? Uh, transform it, and then uh, again, push it back out to the public. So. And you know, we hear so much about big data and the interpretation of big data. Yeah. Uh, first of all, that is that still a big field? Is that something people should get into? Oh, absolutely. It's it's totally emerging. I think right now, if you look anywhere in like the press, you'll see things like the Internet Internet of Things, right? Right, uh, where we have. Uh, you know, just your, everyone has their Fitbits now, that kind of stuff, but we also have advanced sensors that are detecting uh, environmental, you know, indicators, for example, right? Um, so that explosion of data is a big part of, uh, you know, our business and where we see ourselves supporting our customers. And it's two so. camps, right? I mean, you've got the ability to uh, gather it and then the ability to correctly interpret it, right? I mean. That's right, yeah, and, and, and in order to do that, you need a lot of uh, context around the data, right? So understanding how that data was collected, where it came from, what types of precision those instruments had, right? right? And then you need a lot of the domain knowledge around the data in order to understand when you have outliers, why that outlier exists, and et cetera, so. So what would you be measuring environmentally? Uh, well, a lot of different things. Um, you know, your basic ones are like air quality, water quality, you know, perfect examples, so. Wow, the, and, and where are you guys originally from, by the way? So I'm actually originally from New Jersey. So okay. And, uh, I How's it going here? I, I love it. So I, <laughs> I, I moved here in 2000. I followed a woman here. Oh, isn't uh, that the yeah. truth? Ended up marrying her, so that was uh, a successful uh, gamble on my part. <laughs> 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 and uh, so yeah, so I've been here about 16 years and, and love it in Lafayette. What about yourself? Where was home? I'm originally from the Baton Rouge area. I grew up in Baton Rouge, and, uh, uh, and like many like many local students, we take jobs out of state uh, as part of the brain drain. Right. right? Uh, with the hope of coming back to, to and Louisiana. And did you do that yourself? I did, absolutely. Uh, I went to work in Texas so for big oil and gas. Right. Uh, they paid the most money. They offered the best deal <laughs> out of college. Right. And so right. Uh, you go and you, you, you punch your card. You, you, you work with large organizations in diverse environments. And you always seek your hope to be able to come back, come back here. And certainly, that's one reason why I was very happy to see the proficient and CGI Federal and Sunset as another, uh, another, another uh, integrator down here as well. That uh, is is looking to to give local talent the opportunity to stay. Now, uh, why are these companies uh, choosing Lafayette? And so, uh, from CGI's perspective, there's a lot of different factors. I, I would say one of the, the one of the ones that rises to the top is the partnership that we found here between the local government, the Economic Development Authority, the university, and the state. And so when we were um, you know, scouting different locations, that the way that all of these organizations work together in order to bring the assets of the community to sort of uh, meet uh, our needs in order to help meet our clients' needs was really powerful and effective, right? Yep. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a really a, an amazing story, I think, that this community has about those partnerships. And of course, you're just you're very happy you got to come back to back to your home state. Absolutely. And uh, to echo what uh, CGI Federal did, Proficient was engaged in the same, the exact same model, uh, without knowing CGI Federal or anybody else was looking to come to Lafayette. Uh, to just say, hey, we worked with Lita, we worked with uh, the university, we 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 scoped out uh, other communities as well uh, across the South, oh. uh, and we we they we elected to come here. Uh, and we already made the decision when CGI announced that they were coming here. So <laughs> uh, I think uh, uh, steel sharp and steel, if you will. So we're yeah, happy to that's a good way to, to think see, about uh, it. Happy to see uh, uh, a company like CGI here and, as well. And Will, um, who do you interface with in the government? Who would that person be? For instance, in, in your, your side, you work with the 
environmental issues, for instance? Yeah, well, it, so it, it spans the gamut. So agency-wise, that's the Environmental Protection Agency, right? As, as far as individuals in government? Yeah, is there, what kind of people do you, uh, do yeah, you so, talk to? So uh, our team here in Lafayette, it's interesting, interacts with uh, different members in, a, in the government at all different uh, um, uh, are they all in, in Washington? In structure. Or they're, they yeah, they're all in Washington for the most part, or in Durham. Uh, okay. Uh, right, RTP, Research You're Triangle Park. You're the boots Park. on the ground, though. That's yep. Uh, yep. But so we interact from the CIO uh, all the way down to uh, program level staff who are actually helping, uh, under, uh, you know, interpret the regulations and set the regulations, and all, as well as their research and development labs around the country. So. Now, I'd imagine there would be uh, security issues. I mean, you have to deal, but you know, <laughs> unlike most of us, you're you're in that business, so I guess you. You know how to handle those things. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting if you come into our building, um, there's actually different security for different zones of the building. Because not only do we support the federal government out of Lafayette, we support a lot of our commercial clients here as well. Um, and so sometimes you have different security requirements for your, your commercial, like healthcare providers, right. right? large financial services companies. We're supporting them out of Lafayette, as well as uh, federal government customers. How do you think, um, you're doing in terms of kind of changing the face of Louis, of particularly Lafayette, where it's you know considered such an oil and gas hub, it's having a downturn right here, and they're seeing you offering these terrific, terrific jobs and positions. I mean, to, has your stature changed in town? Do people understand what you're doing? Well, uh, I'm not speaking, sort of speaking for proficiency on behalf. Again, we have a, a different name, so certainly that 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 makes people question you know, what it is. Uh, we look at Lafayette uh, uh, as part of, I'd like to say, the Silicon Bayou, right? I've heard okay. that term used, you know, many times, yeah. for many times, uh, for like over the visual, years, right? Though, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there is technology here. There's lots, there are other industries here besides oil and gas, right? Healthcare is a very large right. uh, 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 business. State and local government is certainly uh, an example of, of, an, of a, a vertical industry, vertical here. Uh, and and there's, there should be more. And so by, I think by having uh, an organization like, like our domestic delivery center here, we're actually doing and performing work for Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies right. all across, again, the globe here in Lafayette. And I'm not, I can't go into some of the names, but these are recognized brand name. You can, U.S. government, right? everybody yeah. knows right. them. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, we uh, do a lot of heavy commercial work. So again, I, and, and we have industry specialties for healthcare and for finance and for e-commerce. Uh, and, and, and we have you know, technical verticals as well. So uh, we look to do, again, uh, as much work as we can, and we, we are very proud to say that we have the center here in Lafayette to be able to do that. You know what I think would be both interesting and challenging on, on your side of the world, business-wise, is in every business, it's developing, it's changing. You've got to go to, uh, oh, get CPE credits and things like that that you're keeping forward, but your business is changing so quickly. How do you... How do you keep up? And the young people coming in are uh, <laughs> relentless. How much? How much they can put away in, in knowledge? What do you do? Yeah. Well, so when you ask that question, it makes me think about uh, how we're working with the university here, and, and I think we're less focused on the specific technologies and as they change because they change so rapidly over time, right, like you right. say, right? So when we're partnering with UL, for example, we actually focus on uh, certain disciplines and methodologies that we use to apply technology to a business problem. Right, uh, so there's a way to develop software that's commonly referred to as agile software development. So we work at the university to teach our students on how to do that. Because if you're always trying to keep up with the specific technology, you're always going to fall behind. Right. But if you have the right methodology to implement it, um, that's where you're truly going to sort of see the rubber hit the road, essentially, in my opinion. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Rashidi. My guests are Will Labar from CGI Federal and Tom Alsop 
from proficient. You know, both so. of you impressed me with is, is you've got a lot of business acumen. Now, sometimes we think of these, I suppose they are in the organization, but IT people that just kind of live in their own little world. You, you seem to both grasp what you're doing uh, for these customers. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I do, certainly at, at our level. Um, and I, I, th I mentioned it earlier, uh, I think that the business, business understands the power of IT far more now than, than they used to, and, and they want to capitalize on that. We, uh, we deal with terms ROI every day, sure, right? Yeah. You know, uh, when we talk to CIOs uh, about how, how this, you know, why should I spend this, why should I do this, right? It, it has to come back to a business value, and uh, part of our PMO includes business analysts, and includes project managers, folks that are, are, are not necessarily technical, but are able to bridge the gap between the technologist, the analyst, who's actually going to do the work, you know, maybe that yeah. that young kid right out of you know, who's really excited about the newest, latest, you know, technology, uh, right. compared to the CIO or another board member, someone else who really cares about the business. And give me an example of uh, you've got, let's say, you've got this Fortune 500 company. What are they contacting you about, or what are you pitching them on, uh, and what's your role there? Mine individual? Yeah. Okay, so for example, uh, our, our, our account teams uh, have partnerships with, with different vendors, right? And we have- uh, The vendor know, in this uh, case like would this be- case would be like IBM or okay, Microsoft great, or something right. like that, right? So sometimes uh, we are brought into uh, an opportunity like that because uh, the, the, the client already has a, a licensing agreement or something with a vendor, right? Or they have an existing relationship uh, with Proficient, 90%, for example, 90% of our, of our revenue comes from recurring clients, or referred oh, clients. Okay. So it really helps that you do get out there and you do a good job, right? And it's one of the things companies talk about all the time is the idea that when you make a, an initial sale, it's only a small portion of what could be could represented. Be. That's right, in that diamonds in your backyard, that kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a, is there a person out at Proficient that's knocking on doors and things like that? Well, we, uh, the, the, the neat thing about us is that we have a sales force of uh, several hundred people located globally that, uh, and certainly uh, that drive the business, right? And we work and we partner with uh, individual business units uh, to deliver the right solution. So for example, if we discover that there's a technology or there's a skill set or a delivery of it that is not within the, our office here in Lafayette, but it is delivered out of our Minneapolis office, uh -huh. our Chicago office. Well, it's just a quick phone call or an instant message to say, hey guys, let's get the right people on the, on the phone and let's, let's get some business done. Let me ask you, CGI is doing you know, a lot of business here in Lafayette. Um, is it also one of those organizations that's trying to give back to this community? Obviously, you've kind of fallen in love with the, the town personally. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, that's, I'm glad you asked. It's a huge part of our company's culture. Um, so uh, corporate social responsibility is something we spend a lot of time focusing on. So we've done a lot of work with uh, the Project Front Yard Initiative with Life and Consolidated that? Government. That so that's focused on community beautification oh, right. efforts. So we do a lot of like trash bash and trash pickups. We built a, uh, a mobile application and a, and a 3D application that's in the Lafayette Science Museum that allows you to explore the Bayou Vermilion, for example. Oh, um, wow. And then uh, we've partnered with the Lafayette Public School System to do things like work with their gear up students to teach kids in middle school how to code, how to build computers from scratch. Uh, and so I think, and that That's actually- That's gonna be very popular. And it's really rewarding for our, the members of our company too, right? Because the, the people want to work for a company that um, you know, is, is bringing meaning back to the community that they live and work in and not just you know, earning a paycheck, right? So the fact that we balance that I think is a really 
a powerful thing for our members. I like the fact so. that you have involvement in things that are techie that you can do better than anyone else and, and picking up trash, which is just kind of oh, yeah, getting out there. Absolutely There's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking on a, um, on a kind of a selfish basis, it's, it's still very good for you because you're going to need these young kids to start thinking like oh, this. Yeah. To you mentioned earlier, like changing the face of the community a little bit, right? Just people need to understand that these types of jobs are, are now available in a, in a larger number in, in Lafayette now with, with companies like CGI and Proficient and Quero right. and Waiter, and that's just going to continue to grow. And, and that whole ecosystem is, is just, the I think, right now it's the tip of an iceberg here, essentially. So The only job I could get at Waiter would be to actually drive the car <laughs> with, with, the, with the delivery. Uh, I don't know. Now, <laughs> now let, me, um, let me ask you this. Is, uh, you, you see an organization, how do you recognize you know, who's who, where the talent is? How do you, um, how do you get your arms around that? So are you, is the question specifically um, uh, how we look at our, how to deliver a service? Yeah, our, our, that's really what we're right. getting at, yeah. Sure, sure, now we can walk through, I mean, there are three areas that I've always preached is, that matter to us, right? and it's people, process, and technology. Okay. Right? Technology Which changes constantly. And you love right? those initials, so that would be PPT. PPT, okay. right? People, process, and technology. Uh, <laughs> technology changes at very rapid pace, right? So you must be nimble, agile, right? We've mentioned earlier, agile uh, a software delivery model is, is something that we preach and we live pretty much every day. And you have to, because you have to be able to be, uh, to be that responsive to, uh, to meeting business needs, right? Um, and, and so that's more of a process based, right? So technology constantly changes, so you have to have processes that are able to, to adapt as well, but it all it really comes down to people delivering that process, right? right? So uh, it's, uh, when we look at people, certainly now that I look at, at, at people that are part of our teams, right? Uh, you look to make sure they have what they need uh, to, to be engaged, who want to be able to make those differences, right? Charitable giving uh, is a part of a person's, you know, characteristics, right? So that's that's right. what you know drives them, and that's not technical, and that's that's not process. That's 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 a people thing, right? And it's interesting that when you're focusing on process, because I think a lot of people that don't understand it too well come to IT with, you know, just just do it for me, you know, just yeah. give me a, a physical product, but it's. It's much more than that. It's more than that, right? Because at the end of the day, you ultimately want to feel like you have accomplished something. I think that is human, right? Regardless right. of your industry, regardless of your profession, right? That's the purpose why you do it. So you take a lot of the millennials, these, these young, these young, the young workforce coming out, right? It's yeah, they 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 want to work for money, and money money is important, right? But they also have a lot of other interests outside of that. You know, giving back to the communities, uh, changing uh, um, uh, the the, the perception of the of of them themselves uh, as a um, as a um, as a not engaged workforce right and things right. like that so. absolutely and I think understanding the impact that our work has on our customers' business is another thing that you know, like millennials or anyone in our industry really appreciates and you know just understanding how you're helping support that mission whether it's for the federal government or you know commercial customers or what have you well, right? let me ask you this so. what gives you pride at the end is that you just how do you see how do you see your results? How, how do you get to, to view them at the end and pump your, pound your chest or such? <laughs> the, yeah. I, I think it, it varies on, on the role, right? Ultimately, we want to make sure that our clients' business goals are met, you know, regardless of, of what that is, right? If we've done that at the end of the day, at the end of the mission, then it was successful, right? Uh, personally, uh, I, I like to know that we've, we've, we've 
we were able to not, I don't know about you, but accomplishment can take a long period of time. So it's not necessarily at the end of the day, you know, I the mission is done, right? But at the end of the day, you, when you when you shut the laptop, you, you can look back and say, I, we have we were successful. We've moved further down our uh, our, our product delivery, uh, and can't wait to get back to that the next day. And you see the same yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you know, in, in in CGI, like we we talk about trying to balance a certain triangle, right, between your clients, the members of our company, and our shareholders, right. So when you ask me about success, right. I think about success from all three of those different dimensions, right? If we're providing career opportunity, an exciting place to work for our members, that's great. If we're helping our clients you know, achieve their mission and their business more effectively in a digital world, perfect. And if we're continuing to grow and, and bring re results for our shareholders, where we can find the right balance of doing all three is, is, is essentially where we want to be. Is it so. a bit more of a challenge being a public company? I mean, it seems like investors want to you know, they want a scorecard every three months and such, and you're, you're working on big picture projects. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it just comes with the turf, right? <laughs> so. They like to know the backlog, That's right? right. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, know yeah. what the backlog yeah. looks like. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Will, Tom, if we ever need proof that we're not living in your grandfather's Acadiana anymore, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are exhibit A, um, you're both involved in technologically advanced businesses that prior to the internet and high-speed communication simply would not have been possible to base here in Lafayette. With our skilled workforce, the work ethic we have here, and the lifestyle and location of Lafayette, you can look forward to both, both of your companies growing in the area and attracting more intellectual industries like uh, Proficient and CGI. It's, it's been a pleasure finding out exactly what it is you both do in those offices. Uh, thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having us. Appreciate thank you very it. much. <laughs> My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Tom Alsep. He's the Director of Delivery, PMO, and MSO at Proficient, and Will Labar, Vice President of Consulting Services at CGI Federal. You can find out more about Tom's PMO, MSO, and Will's CGI by following the links on our websites, krvs.org, and it's acadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Matthew Ellison is our researcher. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from the Opportunity Machine and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we look like, and you do, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Gwen O'Quinn. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calice Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet and family friendly with free parking and free Wi-Fi. Additional support comes from ABiz Magazine and AcadianaBusiness.com, the essential information source for business decision makers throughout the one Acadiana region. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business. Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. 
Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.